It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. Here we go, indeed. The Reds have made their third big move of the offseason. They added Shogo Akiyama. To a three-year deal, the numbers aren't necessarily concrete as of right now, but there are multiple sources reporting the signing. We're going to talk about that at length here on today's Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have not already done so, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. That way you get Reds on your podcast queue every single day. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone, 513-549-0159. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your reactions to this because, folks, this is big news. Now, I get it. We're not talking about an Anthony Rendon level of talent signing. We're not talking about a Garrett Cole, something like that, but we are talking about a monumental signing in the history of the Cincinnati Reds. This is the first ever Japanese born baseball player signed by the Cincinnati Reds. And he's not bad either. In fact, over the last five years, Shogo has dominated Japan. His totals for the last five years, he slashed a 321 batting average, a 402 on base percentage, and a 497 slugging percentage. If you're keeping score, that's an 899 OPS, just a shade under 900 for the last five years. And if you're somebody that likes sample sizes, well, how about them apples? That is 3,368 plate appearances we are talking about. Hell of a sample size there. Shogo knows how to go. And I, I I don't know. I'm trying to do different puns. I mean, everybody's got the puns. In fact, if you go check out the Hunt for Reds October podcast, I know they got all the puns over there. And obviously, the, the one that's made its rounds the most is Wake Me Up Before You Shogo. And uh, the Shogo must go on for Cincinnati. All that good stuff. But all in all, amazing signing. Because he himself is talented, it also gives the Reds amazing flexibility. Shogo Akiyama is a left-handed hitter. He played for the Cebu Lions in the Japanese Professional Baseball League. And I've seen some comps that say that that baseball league is kind of basically as if they were playing at the highest level of minor league baseball. Not necessarily an apples-to-apples comparison for the major leagues, but there are are some very encouraging signs. Number one, obviously, is his on-base percentage. As any scout, as anyone who studies advanced stats and even just normal stats will tell you, on-base percentage translates to all levels of baseball. If you know how to see the ball, if you've got a good hold on what the strike zone looks like, the strike zone doesn't change. Whether you're playing in high school, 
whether you're playing in college, the minors, low A, high A, double A, triple A, major leagues, they're all the same. And Japan has the same strike zone too. And Shoko Akiyama knows his strike zone. Like I said, a 402 on base over the last five years. He hovers around each and every year. You know, it kind of fluctuates just a little bit, but it really didn't get lower than 380. He stays on base, man. He gets on base, stays on base. He's got speed. You know, not a ton of speed. We're not talking about Billy Hamilton speed, but then again, there are few that have Billy Hamilton speed because, well, there's only one Billy Hamilton. But over the last five years, he has amassed 78 stolen bases. He can hit at the top of the order. Ladies and gentlemen, your new leadoff hitter, maybe. Uh, he profiles, just looking at his numbers, Obviously, I've not seen him play or anything like that, but just looking at his numbers and if you YouTube some highlights that he has, he profiles as a top-of-the-order type guy. And that's pretty good. He's, he will be 32 heading into this season. So there's a reason why the Reds are going to get him on the cheap. Reports are that the deal is somewhere between 15 and $20 million total. And, and chances are it might be just slightly north of $20 million total, but that's over three years. So we're probably looking at most maybe $6.5, 7000000 million a year. That's a fantastic deal for an outfield bat that gets on base almost 40% of the time, at least 38% of the time. Now, we're talking about, remember, a few years ago, whenever Billy Hamilton was non-tendered, he was about to make $7.5 million. We're getting a much better hitter than Billy Hamilton. I want to talk about here in just a moment what this signing means for the rest of the team. But I also want to hear from you. I, I, I want to get your reactions on the Locked On Reds line, at, at Locked On Reds on Twitter, or on the Lockdown Reds line, 513-549-0159. Send me a text, send me a call. We'll get your reactions on the show. This is fantastic news, though, because it was just the other day. I, I tweeted out from my own personal account, Jeff Carr with three Fs, that it seems like the hot stove had been turned completely off. And then, bam, you wake up, which, if you're like me and you work third shift, it was shortly after I woke up on Monday morning, and then all of a sudden, all of the rumors are just going crazy. And here we are, the Reds, with their first ever Japanese-born baseball player, Shogo Akiyama, is a Red. Still, you know, wait to see jersey numbers and all that different stuff, but I'm going to talk about the impact that it's going to have on the team, and I've got some thoughts about possible next steps. Definitely not a reason to make a move or to be excited about the Reds making a move this offseason. But one of the fun things, something that I've gotten a lot of enjoyment myself, seeing uh, from the Shogo Akiyama signing, has been the reaction from other teams fans. Namely, one team that hails from the Windy City. They wear blue. Uh, I think they're named after Young Bears. But their fans are very unhappy at the fact that they missed out on Shogo Akiyama. Most of them had almost penciled him into their lineup. There were lots of, and you can actually look it up online, different blog posts and even some articles from beat writers for the Cubs of how well Akiyama would 
fit and work out for the Cubs. And they would check a couple of boxes off. They need a center fielder. They need a top-of-the-lineup hitter. And he checks all those boxes, and now he's a red. And they are so, so happy about that. In fact, if you look at, so Blog Red Machine is ran by Fansided, the Cubs version of uh, the the Fansided Cubs blog. Their headline for this was, Cubs miss out on Shogo Akiyama as he goes to Cincinnati. In fact, that's the same for the Padres account. It said, Padres miss out. On Shogo Akiyama as he goes to the Reds. A couple of teams that thought they were finalists, thought they were top fits for Shogo, but he's a Red. And we are so happy about that. And I'll tell you, personally, I love the flexibility that it gives the Reds because they can do one of two things with this. They can look at the signing. It makes their outfield super deep. And what was one thing that David Bell really enjoyed doing last year? It was playing the matchups, whether it be pitching or hitting. He tailored lineups to matchups. And now some of you may disagree with that strategy. Some may think that that is not a good way to run the everyday goings of a baseball team. Probably for the bullpen, you may need to dial it back a little bit at least. But when it comes to the lineup, that's how successful teams do it nowadays. Platoons are not necessarily something that teams do because they don't have good players at that position. They do it because they have good matchups at that particular position. The Reds can now tailor an entire outfield. Should the roster remain the same, they can tailor an entire outfield based on the starting pitcher that they are facing. Because they can start a left fielder, a center fielder, and a right fielder who are all left-handed or all right-handed. I love the flexibility that that gives them with the lineup. And you're talking about Two guys who can hit at the top of the lineup if if you get them both in the same lineup, and that is Nixon Zell and Shogo, which I get it, that kind of flies in the face of the whole platoon thing that I'm talking about. But Dick Williams and Nick Crawl have come out and said different things to the, to the uh, effect that they don't see him as necessarily just a center fielder. They believe that he can provide value at multiple positions which is pretty much just all three outfield spots. But at the same token, if you get both of those guys in the lineup, that's your top of the lineup order. You can move Joey maybe down to fifth or something like that, which is, that'd be good too. I think it gives them lots of flexibility with the roster as is, or, and and this is the one that was bandied about quite a bit on social media, because you can kind of connect the dots here. The Shogo Akiyama move obviously is the most recent in this string of ideas, and I turned to our friend Ken at Obscure X Reds. He had a nice little step-by-step happening as to how this next step could unfold to the absolute delight of all of us Reds fans. And that is this, the Dodgers balk at the Indians asking for Dustin May, and Gavin Lux in a possible trade for Francisco Lindor. Then, the Reds, needing a shortstop, they inquired about Lindor, but the Indians insist on Nick Senzel, and the Reds don't like that, so they balk because they have no other center field options in their farm system, or in their, you know, in the organization as a whole, really. Then, 
the Reds find mutual interest with Shogo Akiyama, they bring him in. The Reds revisit the Lindor trade talks with the Indians. And, they, you know, they, they wait on, they ask the Indians to wait until they get the deal with Shogo done. Then Cleveland goes out and they sign Cesar Hernandez, announce he'll play second base. Here's the thing, though. Cesar Hernandez is a shortstop. And that's what happened. That happened, uh, I guess it's about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. The Indians signed Cesar Hernandez. And they announce he'll play second base, but he's mostly a shortstop. Then the Reds finalize the deal with Shogo to play center field, which is where we're at right now. The next step, Indians and Reds swap Lindor for Senzel as principal pieces. And then, you know, there's, there's some side, you know, some sweeteners, deal sweeteners involved, whether they be prospects or draft capital, whatever it is. But I like that. I like how that unfolds. And hear me out. I, I understand that there are a lot of folks who do not want to trade the years of control of Nick Senzel for Francisco Lindor. Every other team that was in on Shogo Akiyama sees him as a center fielder. There's not one other team that was looking at Shogo and saying, well, we might have to stick him in the corner outfield. They probably thought that as, you know, he's an option in the corner outfield, but we look at him mostly as a center fielder. And some scouting reports do say that fielding-wise, he is in a state of decline, which obviously we're a little scarred with that word when it comes to decline because of Joey Votto, but at the same time, I think he can play center field, at least at Great American Ballpark. And we can talk about how that works out in other ballparks because obviously they play half their games in other ballparks too. But all in all, I think he is a serviceable center fielder. If we're talking about the ability to go get the game changer that is Francisco Lindor, if you bring him in after signing Shogo, after signing Wade Miley, and after signing Mike Moustakis, boom, favorites, not contenders, favorites to win the National League Central. Period, plain and simple, on paper, National League Central champions. Go and do it right now. I don't care that he's only got a year or two of control left compared to Nixon's L six years of control left. I think that you got to take your shot when you got them. Right now, they've got that shot. And you're not going to mortgage your system in order to take that shot because, yeah, okay, we say that some of us have looked at Nixon Zell as being the, you know, the quote unquote savior of this whole rebuild, the guy that we've been waiting for, the promised son, you know, whatever. I don't know. That's, that's getting really dramatic. But at the same token, he could still be that if he is the key piece in getting Francisco Lindor because, hello, Francisco Lindor is a top five player. That's the kind of guy that you call the quote unquote savior of the rebuild, top five player in the major leagues. So I would totally go do that. But I love the flexibility that this gives the Reds. And they don't necessarily have to go straight for Lindor. They could still use Sinzel as a trade chip in other areas. Or they could keep him. You know, I, I, it gives them flexibility. And that is what you want. You don't want to feel like you're backed into a corner that you have to do something. Because when the Reds have flexibility like they have now, that means they have power in negotiations. Other teams can't take advantage of them. Other teams can't force them to overpay. 
Now Duke Williams and Nick Kroll can walk in and be like, look, we've got an idea of what we can make this deal, but we don't have to make this deal. Could turn out to be a good deal, whatever it ends up being. But I definitely think there's still more to come. We're not done. The offseason's not over yet. The Reds still have moves to make. Folks, this is amazing. And again, I hearken back to the whole idea of looking at reactions from fan bases around the league. Cubs fans are just absolutely livid. Not only with the Shogo signing, but as a whole, they're looking at the fact that the Reds are doing all this stuff. And really, the only concrete rumors that the Cubs have been involved in is either bringing back Nick Castellanos or trading away Chris Bryant. They're not happy right now. And they look at the Reds and they say, man. They're coming up fast because guess what? The Reds are coming up fast. I want to hear from you, 513-549-0159 on the Locked On Reds line. Give me your reactions, calls, texts, even hit me up on Twitter, at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. But hey, it's a great day to be a Reds fan. Shogo Akiyama is a Cincinnati Red. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm going to talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, and I was so excited about all of this news. I forgot to say, Happy New Year. Oh, and and one more thing before you go. I forgot. It's been a year since I started doing this podcast. So, yay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being an avid listener. If you're a subscriber, great. If you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button. Anyway, Happy New Year, guys. Thanks so much for being a fan of the podcast and looking forward to another year. Looking forward to a winning year. Go Reds, baby. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.